Bring in our first guest, David Will Williams, joins us from Page Trader. David, welcome. Happy Friday. This week, the TNX to four and a quarter, weighing on sentiment and, well, crude demand expectations for that matter. Yeah, good morning, Ben. Great to be here. Thanks for having me here. You know, so much is going on in uh, crude oil and in natural gas. There's so many factors at play fundamentally that people uh, really should, if they don't know the technical side of the market, should take a look at it because it can be much clearer uh, than what a lot of this news and uh, in some cases noise uh, plays out like uh, in the market. Um, one of our outlooks for crude oil right now is that in the month of November, coming up very soon here, we do expect crude to continue to trade at 84 to $83. There's gonna be some centering at that price level. And as we get a little further into November, we're gonna be able to say a little more about what we think crude is gonna do from this point forward. I can tell you a couple of things that we're looking at, or your listeners, a few things that we're looking at. Number one is, is that uh, for the year, looking at a longer term outlook, for the year, a, uh, a yearly close at the end of 2022 above uh, $77 is going to be a stronger position for crude and we will tend to be looking for higher prices from there. If we close below $77 in 2022, that for us is a much weaker position and probably indicates a decline to the $58 level. If you think back, $58 was quite a long time ago mm -hmm. since we've seen that number and that would change quite a bit of the outlook of crude oil to be down back in the 50s. Uh, let's get back into the fundamentals here real quick. I, I do want to talk technicals. I know that that's uh, your primary focus here. But uh, in terms of when you're talking about bearish indicators, uh, um, you know, sometimes I look at price activity. And again, recently we had, well, uh, not only the IEA, the EIA, World Bank revising some of the growth forecast, demand forecast lower. Ultimately, we've had uh, uh, well, uh, a lot of a uh, hawkish tone from the Fed. We've got rates on the rise. I mean, mm -hmm. all this bearish activity, you think that prices, uh, I oftentimes wonder where would they be without it? So to your point, it looks like the 77 level headed into the year, end of the year is going to be very pivotal. It really is. And some of the things like the 180,000 uh, or 180 million barrels of oil, the, SPRs, the strategic right? control. Yeah, the SPRs. That's another whole piece of this, which to me, if you went to a shopping mall and gave every person in that mall 10 cents, you could end up giving out an awful lot of money, but it would make absolutely no difference <laughs> that, right. to, to the total right. income to the, the mall. And so right. This is very much like what this SPR thing is. It seems like it's not going to have any impact at all. And as a matter of fact, I think it's really just a show for an attempt being made, because I think uh, the United States, I'm not quoting me on this, but I think the United States uses about 20 million barrels of oil a day. So that 180 million, which was not released all at once, it was released since I believe March or April of this year through now. And so it really, you know, that's nine days worth of, of action mm. in the United States. It just isn't enough. And unfortunately, until uh, some fundamental things change about how the United States uh, treats the existing oil companies and so on, we're going to be in this position where we have to go to extraordinary lengths, go to other countries and so on to try to get our energy needs met, which just doesn't seem like a great idea to me not to be political. Yeah, you know, I want to uh, uh, kind of extend that thought a little bit. I love the analogy there, the uh, description of sort of what's playing out with the SPRs, because as I think about that, to your mention 
Um, you know, it doesn't help sales of the mall, right? Nobody can go in and spend a dime in any one of those stores, ultimately. That's right. They're not going to get together to buy and purchase something together, ultimately, because how can they split it up uh, uh, as they walk out the door? Um, and it's not going to help any of the individual consumers in the mall, right? Ten cents, where does that get mm -hmm. you? To your point, mm -hmm. but but what it will do is deplete the gumball machine quite a bit, right? Because uh, the people are going to be putting yes. those dimes in and trying to get those gumballs out of there. It'll be empty at some point, and so will those SPRs if this keeps up. But uh, this also sort of seems to, it seems like you were saying, put OPEC kind of back in the driver's seat here. I hope so, um, in some ways. Uh, you know, in, in the uh, run-up to the election, uh, this administration sort of promised a war against uh, oil, a, a war in the energy markets. And we have found out in the past, you really can't force mm. a major change like this. Mm. Yes, we have solar. Yes, we have nuclear. Yes, we have wind. But you can't force it. It has to happen at its own time. And if you do try to force it, usually you get egg on your face. And its own time, these things take uh, years, yes. decades actually, to uh, get implemented, some of these uh, initiatives. Let's talk a little bit about um, what we're seeing here as far as, well, you've got uh, natural gas recently from $7 down to uh, 5 bucks. I mean, I'm looking at the weather forecast for this weekend here in Chicago, something like almost 80 degrees into the end of October, very unusual uh, what mm -hmm. are we seeing there? I, I also noticed last week, I think it was the IEA uh, or EIA, I can't remember one of the agencies, the EIA, I think it was, said that a record production in 2021. Yeah, no, natural gas is just such a beast. It's been such an amazing run. And this recent decline, although we don't really forecast in natural gas once in a great while, we put one out. But I do want to say that the more recent decline that we've seen in natural gas, this very powerful directional decline over the last seven or eight days, whatever it's been, mm -hmm. that has been a very, very powerful technical piece in that market. It's going to result in a lot of very high volatility moves both up and down. And it does uh, put some ease. It, it does put some people at ease because natural gas prices were getting so extreme. I think from a fundamental level, people can take a, a breather here in case we do have a really powerful winter. Uh, obviously, uh, well, you can see the selling here recently from 728 down to the $5 level. But I just want to take a step back and just looking at the daily time frame, you can see we were up around $10, if you remember, back into the yeah. end of August here, a bit of a double top around that level. And now just recently taking out those lows from July. So uh, something to keep an eye on. Lastly, uh, David, before we let you go, any other markets, any other levels you have your eye on that you think we should be watching aside from the bigger picture, uh, 77 handling crude? Yeah, I, we love the S&P, Ben, and we do forecast uh, daily in it. I, I can give you a breakdown starting from the quarterly level to some smaller time frames if you have a moment. Yeah, uh, yeah do it to it. You know, yeah, so we've believed since April that the market would be trading at 37.30 into the fourth quarter, excuse me, into the first quarter of 2023. Even though we've reached 37.30 early, we think it's likely that we're going to see more of 37.30 in the first quarter of 2023. Okay. Uh, we believe that the first quarter of 2023 also represents a quarterly bottom in the S&P. It could come one quarter early, which is the quarter we're in now, the fourth okay. quarter of 2022. But that bottom is going to produce a very powerful multi-quarter advance. Mm. So we're going to be watching for that. Um, let's see. Uh, I do want to say just even for today, breaking it down to the daily level, that uh, we believe that uh, if the market can stay above uh, 3,600 and seven, excuse me, $3,638 this morning, 
that by midday will be back up at $3,678 to 80. That might be helpful to, to some of your listeners that watch the market on the intraday basis. Um, S&P is a, is a wild beast, but we are. We think we're getting closer to putting in a quarterly bottom, which would then produce a multi-quarter advance in 2023. A wild beast to say the least, but in terms of crude and the S&Ps, David, you guys have tamed uh, uh, some of that price activity and helped us uh, uh, really understand it and get uh, ahead of it in many ways. We appreciate you bringing these levels to us. We'll keep an eye on 77 and at the end of the year, as far as crude, uh, we'll yep. keep an eye on uh, uh, in terms of the bigger picture S&P level 3730, it sounds like. And just on the intraday today, we've got 3638 now uh, uh, in our sites with the potential to close up around 3670, 3680 if we hold. Yep. David Williams, appreciate you joining us here uh, from forecast, uh, investor and forecaster from Page Trader. Uh, always a pleasure.